It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. All right, let's talk about the Second Amendment and your rights uh, for a moment and more with Austin Knudsen, Montana Attorney General, who filed an amicus brief in defense of the Second Amendment. Uh, The genesis of this, if you will, is the ATF decision on what is commonly referred to as bump stocks. Uh, Key to this amicus brief is, one, Chevron deference doesn't apply to criminal statutes. Courts, number two, need not afford deference to the ATF's broad interpretation of its enforcement statutes because those interpretations implicate fundamental rights protected by the Second Amendment. And further, in this lawsuit to protect your Second Amendment rights are the interests of all of us. Referencing semi-automatic rifles targeted by this regulation that they are some of the most popular forms of firearms in America, utilized by millions of law-abiding gun owners for security, safety, and sporting purposes. Bump stocks, as you and I and many know, replace the standard stock of these firearms and assist the shooter in bump firing, which increases the rate of fire. What does this all mean? And proper definitions are necessary. Bump stocks are not as sold by the politicians or as regulated by the ATF. And with that, I'll turn to the Attorney General to sort it out legally for us. Uh, General Knudsen, uh, excuse me, Knudsen, good to have you here. Thanks for having me, David. Great to be here. Uh, You know, a 21 page brief. I tried to bring a bit of the summary argument to the table. So can you expand on this? And of course, multiple states are involved. Yeah, so we've got 18 states involved. This this is an amicus brief that, that we led. Uh, 18 other states jumped on. Of course, as you said, this is, this is, this is the case of um, Gun Owners of America versus Merrick Garland. But this this comes about because, as you said, the the ATF promulgated a rule that suddenly turned a piece of plastic into a quote-unquote machine gun. And that's really what happened here. And so on top of that, the ATF promulgated criminal penalties. And that's really what triggers the higher level of scrutiny here, as as you correctly pointed out. Um, when, when there's criminal penalties involved these sort of agency rules aren't entitled to Chevron deference, uh, Chevron being a case from the U.S. Supreme Court. So, so what you've got here, I mean, just to distill this right down to its core, Congress sometimes allows federal agencies to create rules to implement the laws that Congress passes. Congress does not allow those agencies to create new law out of thin air. And, and just boiled down to its essence, that's what this case is about. Uh, if Congress wanted to ban bump stocks, if Congress wanted bump stocks classified as machine guns, Congress could do that. ATF doesn't get to just change its interpretation of an existing rule and create new criminal penalties and now suddenly turn, I mean, depending on your estimates, roughly half a million Americans into criminals. 
if they don't turn these things in. Um, but, but I mean, this is the kind of this is the kind of abuse that we've come to expect out of the ATF. This this goes clear back to 1994, um, and and I'm you know it, this is one that I take very seriously, David. I'm a I'm a pretty prolific shooter. I'm a competitive shooter. I'm a gun owner. I'm a reloader. Um, uh, guns is what I do for a hobby. Now I I don't own a bump stock. Uh, I I don't like to burn up ammunition that fast, frankly. But that that's not the point here. This this is an accessory that is now with the stroke of a pen by a bureaucrat in Washington D.C. turned half a million Americans into criminals, uh, and that's what this case is about. Uh, to reiterate and then clarify further, go further in the amicus brief under the reference of Chevron deference. And you pointed that out. The Supreme Court has never held that Chevron applies to criminal statutes. Uh, the principle, whether you're a gun owner or not, or an expert like yourself or not, of what this means to other cases. Uh, yes, the ATF, the focus on bump stocks. But if the agencies, if the bureaucratic agencies, unelected bureaucrats are allowed to do this, there is a bigger implication for the country, isn't there? Absolutely. And that's, that's an excellent point. I mean, this, this, this shouldn't just concern us about the ATF. That This has grave implications for EPA. I mean, just go down the list of, of bad actor federal agencies with, with a history of overzealous action. If, if we start allowing Chevron deference to federal agencies to start promulgating new criminal code, because that's really what they're doing here. They're bypassing Congress and passing new crimes out of, out of thin air, out of whole cloth. If we start allowing Chevron deference in the courts of that type of agency action, that, that's pretty frightening. Uh, and, and it really is a slippery slope for all kinds of bad agency action to, to just start unilaterally creating new crimes, new criminal penalties to make criminals out of Americans. Uh, I, I, the, 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 the panel on the Sixth Circuit in this case absolutely got it right. They're now going on bonk to the full Sixth Circuit. Um, I, I'm hoping that they will agree with our arguments and, and with the, the three-judge panel below. Um, but that's, that's what this case is all about, absolutely. Next steps. And as always in these cases, there is a path. Uh, numerous states have joined you, as you mentioned. Uh, next steps for the case itself, and uh, do you have any indication that others will be joining in the in on uh, or filing their uh, their own amicus briefs? You know, I really don't, David. Um, like I said, we've we've got eighteen other states on our amicus brief. Certainly, anyone can get in there and uh, and file their own amicus if they're allowed by the court. Next step, I mean, I, I imagine there will be oral argument on this one. Uh, interestingly enough, there's actually a nearly identical case moving in the Eighth Circuit, uh, and we're going to be filing an amicus brief in that one as well, also over bump stocks, very, very similar case. Uh, I mean, depending on how these things turn out, it, I, I think it's very likely we end up with an appeal to the, to, to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, but in the short term, we're, we're going to have hearing in the Sixth Circuit in front of the entire Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, and, and we'll see what they decide to do with this issue. 
On that point, and I, I found this an interesting part of your amicus brief, you taught you write about having an unbunked decision, the entire court here in the case, rather than just some of the justices at that level. Uh, are you saying that this is firm, it will be unbunked to hear this, to hear the arguments, or uh, is it not? No, I, this will be an en banc full panel for, for argument. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain on that. The, the three-judge panel, and, and these, were, these were three justices on the Sixth Circuit. They, they already heard this case. They issued the opinion uh, ruling in favor of the gun owners, gun owners of America that ATF overstepped its bounds here, that, that, that they are not entitled to Chevron deference for this new criminal statute that they created out of whole cloth. Um, and so now that's been, that's been taken up on banc by the full panel, which they have the authority to do. And so the entire Sixth Circuit now will, will hear this. All the justices on that appeals court, will, there'll, there'll be oral argument in, in front of them as well. Does that strengthen your case uh, if it were to be considered by the Supreme Court? And look, nobody can predict the Supreme Court, sometimes even the circuit courts. But having that full decision, do you believe that strengthens your case? Absolutely. And I think especially so because, as I said, we've got we've got a nearly parallel case moving in the Eighth Circuit. Um, certainly more more circuit panels looking at this, I think is a positive thing that, that, that signals to the, the full U S Supreme court that this is an important issue. Um, as, as we believe that it is, but yeah, I think that absolutely strengthens our case. Um, when you've got a full panel of, of appeals court justices ruling on, on an issue, uh, and, and we believe that they're going to follow the, the, the three judge panel. I, I think that was a, it was a well-reasoned opinion and I, I have no reason to think that they're going to overturn it. Uh, but again, as you said, you, you never know what these circuits are going to do and, and unfortunately what the U.S. Supreme Court is going to do. But I, I do think it strengthens our, our position. Well, sir, thank you for joining me. You wanted to make sure we got this out there for the audience. There are a lot of, as you say, you know, and as you reference, law-abiding Americans out there are concerned about this. But I also want the, if you are a non-gun owner or otherwise, to realize the importance of this case and others that uh, Chevron deference has been abused for too many years by these agencies and there needs to be a stand. Absolutely, Dave, and I appreciate it uh, because you're, you're exactly right. This, this is not about bump stocks. This is about, you know, for, for second amendment enthusiasts, this, this is, this is a slippery slope about any kind of accessory that the ATF suddenly deems scary or, or dangerous and, can turn you into a criminal, but as you said, if you start if you start giving Chevron deference to every agency move that any federal agency makes, that takes us down a very scary path very quickly, uh, and and that's that's why this fight is so important. So thank you. Well, thank you, sir. Austin Knudsen, Attorney General, of the State of Montana. Uh, thanks for joining me this morning. I'll continue to follow this uh, and see what happens next. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.